This month we've been talking about fatherhood and understanding what it is to know God as father. Um, I mean, that's a, you know, when, when, you, when somebody says you need to know him, that's a pretty broad phrase because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of ifs, uh, there's a lot of buts, there's a lot of, lot of things that can be interjected in that statement that you need to know him because um, a lot of people don't know how to know him as father. Um, we've been taught the importance of salvation, which is a good thing, asking Jesus Christ in our heart, which is what we're supposed to do. Only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. But there is a way to the Father. If there's a way to the Father, then there's a place with the Father. And um, a lot of times we can just, people can just throw everything together in their relationship with God. Well, God's just God. You know, he just, He's just God. But He's not just God. He's God the Father. He's God the Son, the Word. And He's God the Holy Spirit. And you need to know Him through each of those persons. Because they're not its, they're people. They're, they're, they're individuals. The whole, every time that Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, He talked about Him in the form of He. He, the Holy Spirit. He's a person. And you have to know the Holy Spirit as a person. You have to know Jesus, the living Word, in a personal way. You have to know God the Father as your Father. And um, so this whole month we've dedicated talking about how to know Him. And our foundational scripture that we've used um, is found in 2 Timothy 1.12. And I want to I read that. Let's, let's look at that and just, and, and as we read it together, I want to point something out in it. 2 Timothy 1.12. <clears throat> Paul said in his letter to Timothy, he said, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. How many have ever suffered things in life? You've gone through some difficult times. Maybe even lately you've gone through some difficult times. Um, Paul said, uh, I've been through some difficult stuff, but I'm not ashamed of it. Why, why, why would he say that? Why would he say that he's not ashamed of dealing with some difficult things? Because shame goes with things that you're struggling with. Well, you know, you just can't get over it. The devil lied to you and tell you that you're not good enough, that you're not like everybody else because everybody else overcomes all the time in every situation. That's not true. No, that's not true. Because in life, as you're, as you're walking along in life, all of a sudden you'll face something that you've never faced before. And when you face something you've never faced, even though you, you know God, you have a relationship with God, back here you've overcome some things in life that you needed to overcome, but there's times you'll come up against something and it's like, and sometimes it looks like we're losing the battle. 
Sometimes it looks like we've gone backwards in what we're facing. And with that, what the enemy brings is shame. In God, there is no shame. He took your and my shame on Him. So anytime shame ever comes to you, no, 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 I don't receive that. No, no shame. No shame. And so often, I think that people, you know, we, we in, in, in the church world that I've grown up in over 40 plus years, you know, there, there were seasons of things. There, people talked really hard. You know, well, there, there's got to be this focus on, on the mistakes that we make. And, you know, there, there's too much grace. And if there's too much grace preached, then people are going to use the grace of God as a license. You know, stop and think about that for a minute. If, if the grace of God, when you define the grace of God, you could, I could talk for the next 30 minutes defining what the grace of God is and still not even touch the whole thing. It's his unmerited favor. It's his absolute favor in our life for anything and everything that we face. It's his divine influence into our life, his grace is. So God's favor and his influence, his divine power and his anointing moving into your life is going to give you a license to go sin with? I don't see it. You know what? You're already licensed to sin. You know why? Because you can do whatever you want. You can read everything. You can find out everything that the Word says about God. And, you, and then you can go and turn and do anything you want. You don't need a license to go make a mistake. You need the grace of God, the empowerment of God, the influence of God to build you and strengthen you to give you the power to overcome anything that you face. Paul said, I am not ashamed. Why? Watch this. I'm not ashamed because I know whom I have believed. He didn't just say, I, I have believed. But he said, I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep what I've committed to him until that day. Now, I don't have a whole lot of time to spend on this, but I couldn't leave here today without saying these two things. The key to you and I overcoming shame, guilt, and, and anything that mistakes of the past, anything of the past that tries to tell you anything, the, the only thing that will empower you to overcome is your relationship with Him. Him who? Him the Father. Because the Father's got the ultimate plan. Jesus Christ, the living Word, is what is there for us to know the Father. And the Holy Spirit was sent, the person of the Holy Spirit was to reveal the Word so that I could know the Father. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep. What, what, what was he convinced that the Father was keeping for him? This is my iPhone, but I'm talking about the Bible. Every single promise in the word Paul said 
and persuaded that he's able to keep every promise in the word that he's promised me, the things that I've committed to him until that day, the things that I have reminded him of, the things that I've gone to him for. Father, I thank you for, the, for your word. I thank you for truth. I thank you that you're true to your word. So today, I'm going to take four categories and explain to you how that I hear the voice of the Father and how I develop my relationship with the Father through what I'm hearing from Him. Today, D Dale, in our, in our prayer circle, uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just taking a break. This is a side note. This is free. Um, but this morning we had pre-service prayer, and we do that once a month, the last Sunday of the month. And it was powerful today. Amen? Those of you that were here today, we had a good group. After that, we have our little circle prayer. For the, we take about five, ten minutes, and, and somebody brings a word, and then we pray. But you will never, I, I encourage you, the pre-service prayer once a month is for everybody. We pray every Sunday. Our prayer team does. But pre-service prayer, we pray together as a group, people that serve here, anybody that wants to come to that. You'll never accomplish things in life with what you know if you don't learn how to pray. That's why it's good to come corporately and get a feel of how our team prays, how Sarah leads our team, how, how we do things, and then how we pray in the Spirit and speak and declare things as we did today. It, it was just a powerful, uh, a powerful morning in prayer. Amen? And why did I say all that? Oh, and I said, yeah, Dale had a really good word. Yeah, that's what it was. D Dale had a really good word about hearing the voice of God, right? So you guys are listening, man, huh? Come on, I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but he had a really good word about hearing the voice of God. And, and that is the key that we hear God, and I'm going to give you these four categories about how my, my life every day becomes more confident that God is real and that I'm persuaded He's able to keep these promises, the things that He's said are mine, He's able to keep them because I have to believe that He's faithful to do it. It won't just happen if I don't believe. It'll happen for other people that are believing, but if, I'm not, if I don't believe in whom, if I'm not convinced in whom I have believed in that He's able to do exactly what He said He would do, if I'm not developing that because I'm not sure how to, then I'm struggle, struggling to receive the benefits that God wants me to get. God wants you and I benefiting from our relationship with Him. I'm just telling you today, it is key in this life to know the Father. To know God as Father. And that's what we've been talking about this week. And before I give you these categories, I want to read these verses that we've looked at every week. John um, John 17 and verse 3. I'm just going to let you put it up. John 17, 3. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. This is eternal life, that they may know you. 
Then, then look at John 10, 30. Give me John 10, 30. I, Jesus is saying this, and my Father are one. We're one. What is eternal life? What is continual life here? We're living in eternity right now. Brother Gordon is living in eternity at another level. Today we're living in eternity right now. And the key to living effective in eternity on this side is to know the Father. And Jesus said, I and the Father are one. You can't separate us. Even though we have different roles, you can't separate us. Why? Because, because if... Um, come here, Justin. I always pick on Justin. He's tall so people can see him. Okay, so if, if, if he's the Father and I want to talk to him, okay, and I do this, And I do this every day. And, and he and I get together every day for 10 hours a day and we just do this. And we do it for the next three years. Got the point? The point is, if I don't mix some words in here, we'll never get to know each other. You can't separate the Father and the Word. That's vital to what I'm fixing to show you right now. It's vital. You can't separate it. You'll never hear the voice of the Father if you don't know the Father through Jesus, the living Word. Thank you. Amen? Don't forget that in what we're saying. And then I want to look at John 10, and then we're going to look at these four categories. We read these verses of Scripture the other day starting in John 10 and verse 1. Truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen, that's not the translation I wanted, the New, New King James. Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So he leads us, right? He goes before us. We come behind. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will, by, they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So if you take literal sheep, they're actually that way. How many in here by experience know that real sheep are exactly like that? Yeah, a few of you do. You know that real sheep are exactly like that. Well, I want to be a real sheep. I want to be, I, I, I declare today I'm one of his sheep. And I hear his voice, and the voice of the stranger I don't follow after. Keep that in mind with what my four categories here in a moment. 
verse, 15, uh, verse 14. I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay my life down for the sheep. This is before the cross. He did, Father did, and if we do, we get all the, we, we get all the goods. He laid his life down for the sheep so that the sheep, through the Word, the living Word, which is the Word and the will of the Father, can come to us so that then we can do exactly what He tells us to do. Verse 25. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you, and this he's talking to, to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, I mean, they're giving him a hard time. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they do what? They follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Nobody, nothing is going to take me from the things of God. Nothing. If I don't follow God, it's on me. He set it up. He's given me all that I need. He's given me the Holy Spirit, the living Word. He's given me everything that I need today. If I get picked off, it's because I, choose, I chose not to do what He said. If you're not taught what to do, and that's why we're teaching these kind of things, if you're not taught, it's another thing. But if you're taught you do nothing with it, you get picked off or, or things happen that were not it was not God's intention, it's because we allowed it. And that's a difficult thing for some people, to take responsibility to do what God's given us to do. We play a part in this thing, and it's a huge part. He's done it all, and now He's given us everything. It's an open book test, if you will. Anybody ever ha ha had a test at school and it was open book, and, and yet you still didn't study? Hmm? I mean, some people, you could have an open book and the teacher sitting there telling you all the answers and they'd still miss half of them. Let's don't be that way with God. It's open book. <laughs> Here's the book, got all the answers. The tests of life are out there. See, we walk into the test of life. Not God testing us, it's already there. We walk into the test of life and as we walk into life, Father's got the plan that's the plan I want to follow. When we don't follow that, things happen. But when we follow that, if you give it time and you're patient, Galatians 6, 9 says, don't become weary in doing well. Don't become weary in pursuing the Father. If you don't quit, you will reap. Amen. Someone shout amen to that. That's good news. If you don't quit, you're going to get it. No matter how many mistakes you made. Paul said, I'm convinced i got a lot to be ashamed of, but I'm not going to be ashamed. Because I'm convinced, I'm persuaded, I believe in the fact that the person I believe in is able to keep that that I've entrusted to him. And every time that you speak the word and you declare something from the word, 
that goes contrary to something in your past that tries to tell you you can't have that because of what you've done. That's where the word has to become life to you. Because if it doesn't, it won't work. So, my four categories today. Number one, the category of healing and health. Um, but before I give you that, I want to say this. First John 4, 4 says that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in me. Who's in me? The Holy Spirit is in me, right? Through the, the representing Jesus Christ who is at the right hand of the Father. And that right hand of the Father is representing me in the presence of the Father. So who's in me? Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. True? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What is my response to something that seems like it's overtaking me, it's getting the best of me? What is my response? If my response is, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world, because I've been meditating on that, I've been declaring that on a day-to-day basis, I've been declaring it when I kind of necessarily didn't need it, I'm aware of it, and so something is coming at me in life. It can be a situation on the job. It can be something financial, physical. It can be something concerning your, your future and your destiny. All these thoughts that attack you like that. And it comes, wait, wait, wait. I've been, what, have I, what have I been meditating on? I've been meditating on what the will of the Father is. Through the person of Jesus Christ. Revealed to me by the Holy Spirit. So when something comes at me that seems bigger than God, no, 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 greater is he that's in me than that thing right there. What you're coming to in your life is where Paul said he was in 1 Timothy 1.12. I'm convinced, I'm persuaded, I know. In, in essence, that the greater one is always in me all the time, no matter what comes. No matter what I face, the greater one is already there. I have to become convinced of that because, you know, how many of you, I mean, everybody in, every, in, in, in a certain way, everybody can be thinking of something right now that looks like it's getting the best of you. Everybody, everybody in here can think of something. I'm telling you today, Greater is he who? Father, Son, Word, and Holy Spirit. I mean, it's a, they're one, but they're different. I mean, it's a team effort. <laughs> I mean, and every time you put that word out there and you believe that the greater one is in you, I mean, the team works. They engage. See? They don't engage without the spoken word because the word says that. Did you hear me? Father, Son, and Holy Ghost don't have to engage and do anything. They've already done it all. 
But it's like when I declare what they've already accomplished and I put that out there and I'm not moved by what I see, how I feel, or how the circumstances look, what I'm doing is I'm partaking of what the will of the Father is for me today in this situation, the next time in the next situation, the next time this situation crops up, this, something 10 years from now. See, because I'm developing this relationship with God the Father, I know what His will is, and His will is His Word. And His Word is revealed by the Holy Spirit. And every day, everything you and I face, we cannot take a break from God. We have to apply the things of God in every situation, no matter what we face. Amen? First category, concerning health and healing, all right? So, this is how I do it, okay? On a daily basis, I have a routine where I meditate the Word, I speak the Word, I study the Word, I pray the Word. I've told you this, I pray over every single one of you every single day, and I don't miss. Why? Why? Because I got a hold of something almost two years ago that the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 1 and 15. Because of the word that he preached to the people, he said in so many words in different translations, I can't not pray for you. Because when the word is sown, as I'm preaching it today, the enemy comes to steal that word. Why? So you don't have that relationship with Father. We've talked about, we've experienced, we look at a a fatherless generation that we live in. So many absentee fathers. So much of not having fathers doing what fathers do. Okay, so if you're going to use that as an excuse, then you'll just stay with that. But I'm telling you, there's a father that's never been absentee. And that's the guy we've got to know. So day to day, part of my routine is meditating on the fact that it was Father's will to send Son, and when He sent His only begotten Son into the world, He didn't just liberate me from committing uh, of the sins that I've committed, but He healed my body and delivered me in every single way. Every way. So every day in my routine, Part of it is where healing is concerned. I meditate on the fact that God sent His Word and He healed me. I meditate on the fact that He is the living Word. I meditate on the fact that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed, not will be when I feel that way. I was healed then. My meditation is on that every day, even when my body feels well. So that when... I said when. I said when. I didn't say if. I said when attacks come, I'm meditating on what Father's will is, and I go back to what Paul said, I'm persuaded he's able to keep me and deliver me and do what he said he would do no matter what. Can you say amen? No matter what. I'm developing that understanding over and over and over and over and over again. 
I do it every day. There's revelation coming to me about how that works, that today I'm seeing things concerning health and healing that even a year ago I didn't see. Why? Because my relationship and my connection with Father is so much stronger. I have so much more of a belief where that is concerned today than I've ever had before because through the meditation of the Word, I'm seeing that it's the will of the Father. And today I tell you, I know in whom I have believed. I know in whom I have believed. Now, where healing is concerned and all those things, there, there, there are a lot of different, and I don't have time to, to deal with it today, but I want to say this one thing. There's a lot of different angles where healing is concerned, where people, where your emotions want to get involved in trying to talk you out of receiving that because, well, this happened to someone else, or this thing didn't work, or I tried that and it didn't work, and I spoke the word and, and I still had to go to the doctor. Listen, everybody's on a journey. Stay on the journey, stay in the Word, and learn every day what God wants to show you about health and healing. Do not be moved by what happens. I mean, and do not judge another person if what you think should have happened didn't happen. That's between them and God. Pray for people, stand for people to the end. I don't care what, but do not judge what happens in another person's life. That's between them and God. But do not let what happens to someone else influence the way you believe God. We're talking about the Father. We're not talking about just anybody. We're talking about God the Father. That's where we need relationship. And we have to have intimacy. The second thing, second category is prosperity. I meditate on things concerning prosperity. I meditate on the fact that as a tither that the blessing of God is on my life. The blessing is empowering me. There are days when it doesn't look like that I'm being empowered by the blessing. doesn't change the word. There are times when in, in days past in my life when there wasn't enough money to pay something and I was struggling in a specific thing. I mean, I declared, I talked about the blessing more during those times. Thanking God the blessing made me rich. Everybody say, I'm rich. Everybody say, I'm rich, meaning you. The blessing makes us rich. The blessing takes us over financially and in every way. But my meditation has to be on that so that when something comes, I didn't say if, when something comes, that what comes out of my mouth is contrary to the way it looks, feels, senses, and appears to be, and the enemy telling you, you can't do that. You don't have enough money to do that. You can't accomplish that. You don't have enough for this and that. And always in the midst of finances, God comes to us about wisdom and how we deal with our finances. Always. But I'll never take a back seat to anybody about concerning the financial world because God's word is true and that's what I remind myself of all the time. Another category has to do with future and destiny. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. I know the plans that God has for me. 
plans of peace and not of evil, to produce an expected end in my life. That's what he said about destiny. I know the plans, he, he said, I know those plans and the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Well, Father, I thank you today that I hear your voice along that way as I'm walking, as I'm doing, as I'm doing what you're telling me to do, as opportunities open, I'll hear your voice whether it's right or not. And when I hear your voice and I do what you say, it's going to produce what you said because I'm persuaded, I'm convinced in whom I have believed and that he's able to keep this promise concerning my destiny until that day. And my fourth category, and, th th and there's lots more categories, but my fourth category is protection. The Bible says in Psalm 91 that the angels of God encamp around about me and protect me in all of my ways. There's no fear. Why? Because God is always with me. And he said he'd never leave me to forsake me to the ends of the earth. Can you say amen to that? And promises like that where protection are concerned removes what from your life? Fear. Dread. There's terror in things. People are terrified of something bad happening to them that they'll be taken out. They can't, uh, I know people that uh, it's very difficult for them to even leave their house. I know people it's very difficult for them to leave their city leave their state, to go anywhere else. The safest place for you to be on planet Earth, the safest place is in the will of God. Safest place. But the only way that you can develop that is that you know what the will of the Father is for your life. And my connection with the Father through the Word revealed by the Holy Spirit enables me to hear His voice and be confident that if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to travel somewhere, I'm where God wants me to be. I'm in the plan of God, and that has to be developed day to day. Any other category that you put together from the promises of God's Word, as you meditate the Word, as you're hearing me speak the Word today, what, what am I speaking to you today? I'm speaking to you the heart of the Father. I'm speaking to you the heart of the Father. That's why you need to hear the word. You need to hear yourself speak the word. See, Jesus said, I, and he's the word, and my father are one. So when you're speaking God's word daily in your routines, when you're meditating on it, when you're praying it, when you're studying the word and it's getting inside of you, always put the word out there in your life where you can hear yourself speak it. Amen? I was on an airplane a while back. I, I was, went to a conference in Australia, and, and I had, the, I had a, my headphones on those, what are they? Those bows and things, and you, know, you can't hear anything else, but you can hear yourself talking. So when I put those on, turned my little switch on, I wasn't even playing anything. I was just acting like I was listening to something. But I was speaking the word. And, and, and whoever was sitting next to me, I don't know, I mean, it was one of the times and I was laying back in the seat and, and I, I was crashed out or I was like going to go to sleep and, and I had those headphones on and I was speaking the word. Maybe they were hearing me, but it didn't really matter because I could hear myself. Amen? And it was good that I could hear myself. Play things. Play the preaching of the word. Even find scriptures that you're hearing. Play them. I'm telling you, it matters because without the word... It won't connect you to the Father. The only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. He's the living Word. Through the Word, you connect with your relationship with the Father. What I can testify about to you today is 
that my connection with the Father has liberated me, as David said in Psalm 34.4, it has liberated me from all fear. I'm fear-free. I didn't say fear didn't come. I'm just telling you today, I'm fear-free. I'm fear-free. I am persuaded he's able to keep me free from fear until that day. What day? The day like as Gordon stepped over to the other side until that day. See the difference? Yeah, we have to, we have to be free from fear in heaven and, and walk free and have faith and those kind of things. The difference is over here there's no resistance to it. I didn't say fear doesn't come. I said I'm fear free. I can't tolerate fear and when I do I have to repent for it, get it over with, get it up, get, figure out where that root is coming from, dig that thing up, get rid of it, and give it no place. Because my relationship with the Father and knowing the Father empowers me to be able to do and accomplish anything God put me here to accomplish. I'm telling you today, there's no limitations when you have your connection with Him. I, I just can't, I can't tell you how vital it is to take the information that I've given you this month concerning the Father and meditate it and do something with it. I cannot tell you how vitally important it is to know God the Father and to experience that because all of your success in life hinges on that relationship with Him, you being convinced and confident. And the other thing that it delivered me of was ever blaming other people for things that didn't work out in my life. I blamed my mom for years. I blamed my father that he didn't do enough. I blamed this and that. I Actually, I, I, there was a season there where if it wasn't for my wife, I'd still be blaming my whole family for things that didn't work out in me. Isn't that amazing how you can do that? I blamed my whole family. It was all their fault. Until God revealed it to me. And then you know what I realized? It wasn't any of their faults. It was all on me. But you know what? You know what's so great about that? When you're empowered by the will of the Father and you start loving your family, I mean, it gets exciting. I didn't say it's easy. I said it's exciting. Hmm? I didn't say I always wanted to do it. I said it's exciting. It's exciting. That's how powerful that this connection and this fellowship and this oneness that God wants us to be. When Jesus prayed that in, in John 17, he prayed that he, he said he and the Father are one, and what his prayer was, that we would be one with them. Thank you for it, Father. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so, the verse of scripture that I'd read the last couple of weeks, you can go back and look at it, Philippians 4 and verse 13. Paul said, one thing I do, one thing I do, Forgetting what's behind, I press toward the mark of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus, my Lord. And I'm just telling you right now, that high calling is the highest calling. And it's that relationship with God the Father. He's the highest, and that's that high calling. That's what the Apostle Paul said about connecting with Jesus. Jesus and the Father are one. Father's the highest. That high calling is in God. The way to forget what's behind is to press toward that. Don't focus on the past. I'm not saying there's not responsibilities at times we need to take from the past. I did something here, there's, and there's always there's going to be consequences you have to deal with. 
But if you stay connected with God, God will even help you to overcome the consequences of the things that we've done because he's so forgiving and he's so empowered us. And, and that's why if you stay focused on him, not constantly going back, listening to the lies, those voices telling you, that's the only power the devil has is to remind you of how, what an ugly guy, uh, ugly man or woman that you've been in life, that you're, you're pathetic, you know, you're, you're a reasonable excuse, you're an unreasonable excuse to even be alive. I mean, that he'll lie to you and tell you all kinds of stuff, but all that's a lie. I press toward the mark. I'm in a relationship with God. I'm free from fear. I give no place to the enemy in any way, shape, or form. All those categories I'm talking about today, they're mine, and I'm persuaded he's able to keep me healthy. He's able to keep me prosperous. He's able to keep me protected. He's able to keep my destiny being fulfilled because I believe in him. Can you say amen to that? And I believe it. No questions asked. Amen? Today's a great day. And today's the day to receive all of those things from God.